success. So welcome everybody to talking about webinars today. I'm Mike Hancock, the Chairman of Circle of Excellence Group of Companies. And what we're talking about today actually comes out of our Global Expert Institute, which is one of our brands represented by the Dragon. And this comes out on how to promote your business. And it's we're really going to talk about the webinar way of doing things and webinar funnels today. And it's going to be a lot of time for questions at the end. The presentation's not necessarily overly long um, today, but this is such a fantastic way of you and I reaching people, not only in our own communities, but around the world. Now, I hear a lot of people say, oh, aren't there too many webinars? Aren't they done to death? You know, et cetera, et cetera. The answer is there were too many live events before and they were all done to death. So people make choices. We're running a webinar today. There's a group of you on here. Um, we know on average we get about another 130 odd listens um, to the webinar in the 24 hours after we do this, do these webinars. So, yep, if you do them, people definitely step up and watch them. And the idea is to keep them varied. But let's jump in here. So with that, um, I want you to think of a webinar like it's virtually an online keynote. Now, it's really fascinating what's happening um, because of COVID. And because of COVID, people are trying all these fancy ways to be very interactive online. And they're using different platforms. They've got like different rooms they're using through Zoom. So they're also using things like Mentimeter and, um, you know, other processes where people can network online and things like that. For the most part, and I've seen a lot of people um, go on and use these things, they're not actually working. So we've found that the best way to actually do this is to, you know, basically use your normal charisma and drive an online keynote. Try and keep it shorter than you would when it's offline because you don't, you certainly don't have as much audience interaction. So for instance, I can see some of your faces there. I know Philippe's looking at me. You know, I can see Natalie's looking off to the left. I can see Sarah's looking at me and I can't see Nicola's picture at the moment. She's probably patting and feeding the dog. So this is something that you don't know when you're actually doing it live in front of an audience. You know, definitely you can see people there on their phones. There's Nicola back again. I wasn't saying you had to turn your camera back on Nicola, but, um, but I was certainly saying that on, a, on an online thing, people are not as engaged, right? So therefore you need to do things differently. But let's have a look at the way in which you should put this together. Now, I'd suggest you take a screenshot because I'm just going to go through the macros here of this and uh, that you can have a look at the micros afterwards. But this is really how to prepare your presentation. Because when you're doing a webinar, what you want is you want, you're not doing it necessarily for to people to just give them information. Although in these webinars, that's what exactly what we do. But mostly our webinars that we do are there to create some sort of desire for people to want to do things more with us. So we have a Circle of Excellence member. I think she's on this, this webinar, Melanie, right? She became a Circle of Excellence member because of a webinar. That's her first interaction with us. So you guys are Circle of Excellence members. You know what that costs. So therefore, you can say, well, there's a sale literally with somebody who's on this webinar that came from a webinar. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's not a $25 sale or a $100 sale or anything like that. So you can sell the most I've ever sold off one webinar to one person was $80,000. And it was an $80,000 program. I sold that a number of years ago now, but I consistently sell twenty dollars and $30,000 off webinars and consistently webinars have around a twenty dollars to $50,000 um, sales ticket on them if you partner up properly. And we'll talk about that as we go through. So the first stage is you've got to design, you've got to prepare your presentation, design it, customize it, practice it. Now, I certainly don't have this set up now, but if you want to run a webinar where you're going to be pitching a product or a service as part of that, it's almost best to write out the bullet points of the script and have it in the presenter's notes and set up your screen. So you've always got those bullet points in front of you that you can refer to. The other thing is to make sure that you try and look down the barrel of the camera, right? So you're not looking off to the side or like that or like that, but try and look down the barrel of the camera as much as you can. Then you make sure that you test any payment gateways that you've got on this, and then you have to create and control that environment. 
So whilst I'm outside today, if I turn this background off, you'll see the hotel room behind me. There's a tree just off to my right here. And you will hear a little somebody hammering if you really got good ears at the, at the back next door somewhere. You know, I've set this up for the light. I'm using all natural light. So you want to set it up in a way in that everything that you have, your glass of water or whatever you've got there, basically sits with you. And, um, and that way you are set to go. Then the first part of the webinar is framing. And framing quite literally is like the frame on a picture. It's how you are going to frame what you're going to talk about during this webinar. So there's some keys to this. We love to use, and if you watch any of our for-profit webinars, we always use introduction videos. So the video will introduce Mike, it will introduce Lundy, it will introduce the topic that we're speaking about or something like that. We often use transference. Transference is where you're taking somebody else's power and matching them with yourself. Now, you can use transference in your own business, which is, you know, when we tell people don't meet in cafes, meet in five-star hotels, because you're giving the appearance of being five-star by meeting in a five-star hotel. Whereas when you meet in cafes with prospective clients, you're giving the appearance of being cafe prices. So that's, tr that's an illustration of transference. So transference on a webinar is maybe bringing guests on the webinar that are even stronger than you are, even if they're just there for a time, but their brands are better on that type of thing. It adds their brand to your brand and that's transference. Then the next thing is creating the alpha state. And creating the alpha state really means essentially taking control. And it's harder to do online than it isn't. So if you guys could just do all of this for me right now, if you guys could just all turn your microphones on so I can hear all of your background noise. I just want to hear all your background noise. So Natalie, I can see your microphone. Hang on, let me go to the broader view here. Yeah, Mary's got a John. Thanks. Great to see you, John. Okay, turn them all off again. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. So what that's doing is I need to take control on a webinar. So I get you to do things. A typical way to get people to do that is go to the chat and write this. Go to the chat and tell me how you're feeling about that. That's putting you definitely in control of the webinar. And then basically uncovering your agenda, talking about the timing of the webinar and then why and what the webinar is about. And then moving on to the third area, you need to move into story. Story is really the visual pictures of the background of what this is going to be about. So what I mean about that is I really mean story is, if you like, it's your hero's journey, why you're the expert on this webinar, how you got to learn everything that you are learning there. Story is about the emotional roller coaster that you went on to become the best of the best at what you do or to become the best coach, the best consultant, the best speaker, the best builder, the best plumber, the whatever it is that you're doing. And also intermittent with those are case studies. And case studies are a great way of telling stories. Case studies are ways of having a slide in your webinar that says, you know, here's Philippe. We've been working with Philippe for the last three years. When he started, this is what he was doing. Then we worked on this and this and this, and this is where he is now. And, you know, make sure that you get uh, those approvals from your case studies to actually put them in your webinars and things like that. Um, I remember I didn't do that once uh, with one client. I didn't think she'd worry. And then she came back to me. She said, am I in one of your webinars? And I said, yeah, you actually are. And then I sent her the case study slide. And uh, she said, oh, no, that's really good. Thanks for branding me. But at first I went, oh, jeepers, I forgot to ask her. Because um, So make sure you definitely ask people. And then the solution that you found. So your story needs to start like this. It's a bit like Frodo. It's a bit like I used to lead a normal life. Then... I found somebody who opened this world to me. And then I went on this journey, but there were these trials and tribulations and I had to slay a few dragons. Whatever those dragons were for you, maybe they were problems that you had in business. Maybe they were you know, diplomas or certificates you had to get, et cetera, et cetera. And then I popped out the other end and this is what I do now. I now have the magic bullet that cures everything for you guys, the listeners on my webinar. That's story. Now it's very important that you do these in this order. When you do these in this order, it doesn't sound salesy on a webinar at all. It very much positions it properly, okay? And then we're going to move into the what we call the uncover zone. 
So this is where you basically repeat, okay, so now that you know a bit about me, where I've come from, this is why we're here, this is what we're going to cover. And so then we say we future pace. So we say by the end of this webinar, you'll learn this and within three months time, you'll be able to do this. And then you focus into three core issues. And you often at this point want to let people know on webinars, and you can do this very interestingly through conversations. So actually, let me do this. I'm going to I'm going to stop the share for a minute. I'm going to come to the chat. So we'll actually do an illustration of this for, for you guys. So um, let me just uh, open my chat, which I don't have open here. And uh, had a nice dinner tonight. Soon time for bed. Hi, Garth. How nice to see you here. Uh, I have a 3D printer beside me. That's noisy. Yeah, thanks, Philippe. So let me jump into um, what I want to ask you now. So I'm interested to find out from you guys, um, say the one, well, let me ask you this. Is it better for you? Here's a simple question. Do you think it's better and simpler to get more business from existing clients? That's answer A. Or to go out and hunt for new clients? Answer B. Just type it into the chat, A or B. Is it better and simpler to get business from existing clients? So we've got a lot of A's there or to go and hunt for, for new clients. Okay, a lot of A's coming through. Okay, great. So we've got enough there of people say, thank you so much for doing this. So I'm gonna illustrate a point here. Harvard University study in 2017 of uh, 10,000, I think it might've been 14,000 companies proved unequivocally it was 73% more financially viable to chase new business. So I saw your face, Sarah. So I'll repeat that again, 73% more financially viable to chase new business. So that knocks on the head everything that we were ever taught because the first time I learned that I had an A next to it as well. So what I've done there and illustrated to you guys is I've illustrated that there are some things here that you may not know that I now know, okay? So what this novelty and stuff does that you put into this, and I do like to flip in my webinars backwards and forwards from having a formal presentation to talking like this and being off the cuff and that, that's just because I've got the confidence to do it, okay? Garth and Ian put in B there. So I don't know if they were last minute slip-ins or not, but we'll say you guys are geniuses and you, you knew this, so well done. But it's nice to have a question that people can't answer in there. Um, so maybe another question there I, I use often would be, um, and this could be if you're running something with corporates, for instance, what percentage of your staff are currently looking for a new job? Give us a percentage. People will put their percentages in, don't bother doing that. And uh, the answer is Forbes magazine, a study of over 100,000 businesses, 83% of staff, over 100,000 businesses are looking for a new job. 83% of staff. Well done, Philippe. You had 80 in there. So let's jump back in now to the, uh, to the presentation. Okay, here we go. So in this uncover, this uncover section, what you're doing is you're laying out what the problems are. You're showing people that they have problems in this webinar that you can potentially solve. So if I were doing a webinar and pitching you on webinars, the problems I'd be sharing with you are, you're not reaching your audience, you've got COVID can lock you down again and again and again in any shape or form. You're not being global enough because of that. And also, um, you know, you're not fundamentally used to selling online. So therefore you've got all these problems. I could list those for you and use some examples there. Then we're going to move into this thing called pivot. And pivot, the fundamental thing you wanna use out of this in webinars is why now? So why are we talking about this today? And this is a great place to bring in another case study or maybe a second case study. And this is where you can bold the issue and show the journey of this case study from where they are to the next part. So between this uncovering, which are the core issues and the pivot, and the pivot really, this is where you sort of download what most people would call the content of the webinar. Now, I'm not using this format on this webinar. This is purely an informational webinar because I'm not trying to sell you anything. But if I was trying to get you engaged in one or more of our products and services, then I would be sharing more problems, letting you talk about problems, letting you come up with more problems and deepening the issues here. 
and I wouldn't be giving you solutions. And here's a clue about when you get to solutions, which is in the area of the prize. Now the prize would be a graphic of your product or service. So I have a graphic here of, um, this is actually a whole sales process, but it's appropriate to webinars as well. You don't need to use all of it, but there are various components, normally five to eight components in each of one, one of these sections. That's why I said, take a screenshot if you haven't done this already. But um, you know, in doing a webinar, you might just pick three or four out of each one and actually build your webinar based on this. But if I was doing a graphic of the product, I would now release this graphic to you. And already, when you're looking at this graphic on screen, you're going, how am I going to absorb this? And now we're already like 20 minutes into the webinar. And in fact, 16 minutes into the webinar, how am I going to absorb this and actually put this all together and learn from this? Now you're already deciding you need more. You're already deciding you need more. So the key to selling on webinars is you never tell people how to do things. You simply tell them what to do. So I'm going to use an illustration here in, in pricing. I've told you, you need a graphic of your product, but I haven't told you how to put that together. I haven't told you what works and what doesn't work. So therefore, I'm telling you what works is more science. So I'll get into the how, what works in a graphic is science, proof, social proof, that type of thing is going to work for you. Case studies, backing it up will work for you. What won't work is a very, very simple graphic saying step one, step two, step three, because then anybody figures they can do it, they don't need you. Also in prizing, um, you want people to understand the benefit of the benefit. Let me explain that. So um, if I hold up my iPhone, so there it is, feature of the iPhone is, you know, it's got a screen that goes full way around there the benefit of that screen is that I can use every surface on there, okay? But the benefit of that benefit, the benefit of being able to use every surface on there to see is that I don't have to squint as much, so therefore it's actually gonna protect my eyesight over phones with smaller screens. So this phone is actually giving me better eyesight. That's the reason I buy my iPhone. So the benefit of the benefit is the emotional value of the benefit of what you're doing. and when. When you have that um, in your prize for a webinar, then you will actually, um, you're going to start getting people interested. You're going to start getting people talking to you. And wherever you've bought something on a webinar, you've bought it because of the emotional value of how you will feel once you benefit from it. So whether you've bought a how to play piano online course or whether you've bought um, learn how to make great webinars course, you've bought it because of the emotional value that you'll feel after you've experienced the benefit of that course. Then after the prizing comes in, um, you know, and generally one more thing in prizing on webinars, which is important, you see a lot of people do a takeaway on it. Well, this offer is only going to be available for 24 hours or for 15 minutes after the webinar or something like that. That's a takeaway. Or they might have some question. You have to um, answer these three things before you're even allowed to buy this. That's a typical thing that happens on webinars that you can utilize as well without making it too American. So now we're gonna move into unveiling. So this is where you start to move into depth on your system. So if I was unveiling, I wouldn't do the whole system, the whole growth by design and the nine points here. I might unveil one of these points. I might just pick one that's really a really good one that people really like, say story, and I might share in full detail how to actually go into story. So the six points in story, I might share those six exact points for you. So that's what I might do to show you that this is so um, much bigger and you can learn so much just by learning from that. Then I would talk to you in general terms about if you do this, if you buy this growth by design process, this is what it will do for you. This is what it's gonna mean for you. And then a good one is this is who it's for, and then this is who it's not for. So I might say to you, if you have to sell anything, but you don't like selling, then this is for you. But if you're if somebody who just wants business to come to you and doesn't really wanna to have to talk to anybody, this is definitely not gonna be for you. If you don't like interviewing people, this is not for you. If you don't like selling online, this is not for you. So you might do that type of takeaway there. And then in unveiling, you can often do so. I just want you to imagine that once you learn this process, where you're gonna be in just three months time, 
when you're going to be able to do your webinars, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to be able to get results, so on and so forth. You might decide to put another case study in here. Um, if you can get three case studies into a webinar of clients that you've worked with in the past, not testimonials, testimonials don't have the strength of case studies um, unless they're video. So, um, you know, there's some, some great video testimonials that you, you can put into to webinars. We tend to use one or two all of the time. In fact, we just got a, a one testimonial a couple of weeks ago that we, we're going to use in a lot of online webinars because it's just phenomenal. But case studies have much better. Then let's move into this irresistible offer. The irresistible offer. Actually, I want to do one more thing on unveiling. Point six there. And remember to take a screenshot. Ask people to qualify themselves. So this is where I could stop this, go to the chat and say, okay, I want you to type in whether you think that if you went through these nine sections and these five to seven points in each section, whether you would A, become a better salesperson, B, be able to build better webinars. Who thinks that? And then you put that in and into the chat. So I'm asking you to qualify yourself there. And of course, when you put that into the chat on something like Zoom, we're recording this. Um, so therefore, um, you know, from that aspect, we'll have the chat recorded as well. So we can go back and go, Oh, John said, yes, I need to follow him up. Melanie said this, I need to follow her up, so on and so forth. So that gives you good ways to follow up people that are actually interacting with you. Because, you know, if you've got 100 people on a webinar, maybe you don't want to follow up the 30 of them that just sat there and said nothing. You just want to follow up the ones that are truly interactive, depending on what your product or service is. Now let's go to irresistible offer. So irresistible offer is where you're going to list out exactly what they get. This is the part where typically... And we'll, we'll look at maybe a little bit of an irresistible offer later on, but typically where they get this and they get the free set of steak knives and, you know, they get um, home deliveries to their house for the next 12 months of pizzas if they buy this coaching program or, or whatever it is that your, your um, irresistible thing there. But again, having a case study in here on the result, don't overdo case studies, three maximum in a webinar, but this would be another place to put one potentially here. This is where you put this a special today only offer. You can only get this today. But if you do that stuff, make sure it is only today. Um, some things we've done well on webinars is we've said within 15 minutes after this webinar, the live webinar, the price is going to go up 20%. And you will see that if you go to the buy page, that the price is up 20%. Now we're going to hold it there for two days. Then we're going to double the price. We've had a lot of people actually buy within that 48 hour period at the 20% up on the special webinar price. Because they go, people tend to go back to these things as well. And they tend to look at them again and again, especially when they're recorded. And then um, let's move into the last thing. You can gift in things as well. So you can put guarantees in there. You can sweeten the offer. So today I'm going to add in this other program. I'm going to add in this bonus. So you know, I'll give you a one-on-one -on -one call or something that I don't normally do. All of those sorts of things you can do in webinars. And then you get to the decision point. So I like this. Number one is my favorite way to close off a webinar when I'm selling something. I say to them, right, now we're going at the decision point here. You have literally three choices. You can, number one, just have listened to the webinar, try and work all of this out for yourself. And I wish you all the very best. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next webinar. Number two, you can actually go into this product and you can get the, the DIY version of this and we'll take you step-by-step step through this so that you can understand it. So buy it, right? And number three is once you've bought it and if you really want some help with this, then reach out to us and start working with us on this. Obviously, we'll have to charge you for it and there will be some more money involved. But if you really need help once you get into this, we're there to help you. So there's a, that pays the way for a natural upsell. And some people just come to you off, offline and say, I'm really going to need some help with this. How much is it, et cetera? And then you can start conversations. Um, you can make the decision, as I said, time sensitive. You can put what I, I, I call a moral frame around this. Moral frames are great ways to close sales. And they're, you know, because you get to people and they, a lot of people will just give you the I want to think it over thing. And on a webinar, silence means I want to think it over. So you can literally say to people on a webinar, everybody raise their right hand and I can see these photos, right? So 
I look at the photos and I go, okay, Melanie, you're not raising your right hand so I can pick on you. Um, and then, okay, I just saw John is, so thanks, John. And then take your right hand and just put it on your heart. And you can do this and just say, just ask your heart whether this is a good decision for you or not today and follow, follow your moral compass. So if you feel this is right, then you should do it. Don't overanalyze it. And if your heart says, don't do it, don't do it. So it's a really good way of getting people around some of the stuff that's going on in their head. And you can do that on face-to-face -face calls as well. That, um, that happens. Um, then you helpfully, also what helps in the decision-making process is to share with them how you're going to onboard them, what happens next. Not just that you'll buy and disappear and you'll never see from, hear from us again, but what goes on next. By the time you've gone through this process in any product or service, I don't care whether you um, sell fresh flowers or whether you're selling a coaching program, whether it's tangible or intangible. This process, we've taught this to people you know, around the world and it's based on some processes that we worked with with some of the best people in the world at designing webinars. So for instance, I can tell you that there's a guy in Texas, Gordon Bond, who sells women's purse-sized handguns based on this process. Um, he sells firearms based on webinars to women. And I can tell you that if you've ever been to New York and you have bought a hot dog off a corner stand in New York, those hot dog stands franchised are sold using this pro process. So um, this is one of our trademark processes, but it will help you understand webinars. Let's move on. So for instance, this is a package point. So we might take you, be selling you a sales mastery program. And this is actually a slide off one of our webinars. And this is really, so we're saying, and this is not to be repeated offered. It's only valid for 15 minutes. We're going to give you a high level coaching program, three months. Those coaching clinics and the programs valued at 3995, I would have already discussed what's in it. Then we have a full resource center and various other programs. Those programs are sold separately for 10,000 bucks. Then there's a trusted community of like minds. They're priceless. And then we have these succession in motion webinars that we run you know, once a month during the first three months. They're worth this. We package that up today, never to be repeated. The price is going to double in 15 minutes. And then tomorrow it's going to go up four times. It's 695 bucks. So if you don't act in the next 15 minutes, if you take more than 15 minutes to act, the price is going to be, you know, basically um, $1,400. And then tomorrow it's going to be around $5,000 for this. So, you know, you can do this. This is a typical way in which you could stack value on a slide. And the quality of slide is going to be really important. As you can see on this program, I'm using the blues and greens because they're trusted. Um, I've got fonts that are easy to read, even if somebody's watching it on a phone from that especially the price points. I've got the bolds on, on the value systems in there. So as well, and I've got the red light on only valid for 15 minutes. So there's a lot of psychology in building this stuff on webinars. Um, you know, spend time on your uh, slides or if you can't and not good at doing that, then have somebody else build out your slides for you. The next thing is we want on this one, there's a 100% guarantee. So there, now you want to discuss your guarantee that you have with these people as well. So this guarantees 30 days. You've got to have this program. After 30 days, if you're not happy, just tell us we'll refund you your $695. That's a fairly typical thing. But as you can see, all I've done is overlay the template with the, the satisfaction. So here's some other tips and techniques to use on webinars. Number one, use polls. So a good, a good polling system to use is Mentimeter. Um, so for instance, I wonder if I've got my Mentimeter open. Let's just share it because I'm using this one tomorrow um, in a live event, actually. Let's just see if it's up there before I go doing this. Uh, Google, is it still there? Yep, okay. So I'll just show you this quickly. I wasn't planning to, so just give me a second. But uh, this is quite typically we're using this, this is in a live event, but we'd use this on a, on a webinar at the moment. So we get people to grab their phones and, and take their QR code. Now you can't do that, it's not gonna work at the moment because I'm, I'm not gonna take you through the presentation per, sway, per se. Um, and then we're gonna ask them this next question. What most likely keeps you up at 3 a.m. presently? So 
remote staff, sales targets are an unknown future. We've got about 20 odd people coming to this event, it's a live event. Um, so that's the first question we're gonna be asking them in the middle, but we could do this on a webinar with corporations. Let's say we've got a bunch of CEOs on a webinar, we could use this. And then the, as they're gonna click on the, the QR code with their phone, and then they're going to go, it'll take them straight to this question. They just answer the question on their phone and then it's, it's gonna average them all over all of them. Next questions, only three questions here. What do you need most now? Stronger, more cohesive leadership, maximize sales opportunities or credible resources? That's the second question. And then the third question, I've used three different types of very simple questions here. How would you rank the following issues? Employee mindsets, keep keeping going, profitability and sustainability, understanding the whole online world, uncertain supply chains and staff turnover. So we're going to be using that uh, that system tomorrow, but that's just a, an example of how you can use quizzes and things like that online. So the other thing is to make them interactive. I like to, to make uh, webinars as interactive as possible, but also to keep it fairly keynotey. So today is fairly keynoting. I'm talking at you. We'll get into questions later on. I want to deliver the, the stuff. I don't want to get involved in answering questions during content per se. Then when you have a pitch, it's really great to pitch early. So let's go back a couple of slides. So see there where we have frame control. So frame control, um, I might be saying to them, in today's webinar, we're going to be learning about the nine elements of the growth by design technique. I'm gonna spend around about 25 minutes discussing those. I'm going to show you some case studies in fact, I've got three to show you of people in different industries and how they're utilizing this and what some of their outcomes have been. For those of you that want to go deeper on this, towards the end, I'm going to be outlaying an offer for you, which has a time sensitive trigger on it of just 15 minutes to take up the offer. At the end of that 15 minutes, we actually double the price on it. So I'm going to make you aware of that now so that you can make sure that if this is for you, you can have your credit cards ready at that because you've literally got 15 minutes to do that deal. That's gonna be what we're gonna do today. So to give you, um, come back, pitching early. So now what I've done is I've set the scene that there's going to be a pitch. Then during the techniques, I'll be mentioning, oh, listen, by the way, when I get to the pitch part of this, I'm going to, you're going to find this part of it really interesting because I'm going to be going into more detail about this section and this section. So the more you do that, the better it is and the less salesy it is. Now, this is a strange part of psychology when you're selling one-to-one -one or one-to-many and particularly online. If you do a webinar and at the end of it say, listen, by the way, just before I go, I have this program, boom, boom, boom. People are going to go, salesy, American, not interested, checking out. If you do it the way I just did, then actually their psychology goes, well, I knew it had to come at some point. It's great that he set it up front. I trust him more. And actually, I'm intrigued to see a bit more about what this is about. It has that weird effect on people um, to do it that way. Then if you want to get people to stay to the end, which is often difficult on webinars, if you look statistically and you have to, to check your own statistics, but on average, about only about 60% of people stay till the end of a webinar, then offer them a free gift to stay and pitch the free gift in the frame control at the start. So listen, by the way, for those of you that do stay to the end, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you our white labeled how to actually integrate the growth by design technique into webinars so you too can run webinars just like this, blah, blah, blah. I've just made that up, we don't have one, but you know, whatever your free gift is. And um, you can also try and get this to be more than an online relationship with people. If you can move them offline, even into a small group of, uh, you know, 15, 20 people that you have on a Zoom call once or twice, which is much more of an offline basis where you can share thoughts and that in any product you're selling, like a masterclass or something like that, it's going to increase your sales a lot more. Mostly on a webinar where you're selling something, you want to sell the ongoing journey as much as the product. So if this is a starting point for them to enter your ecosystem, then you tell them it's a starting point to enter your ecosystem. You tell them, this is, we have so much more to what we do. You know, I might turn around and say, well, I've got the Circle of Excellence Group has these four companies you can see behind me here. Tell a little bit about that and how different people started simply by buying off a webinar. And then they ended up doing this and this and this. People like to be sold the dream of a journey. 
You know, that's why we love travel. It's the journey. We're, we're natural travelers. We're natural journeymen and journey women. So in your webinar, share that, hey, our journey doesn't stop when you buy this and thanks for coming and we'll bank your check and see you later. There's much more that you can uncover as you, as you get into us. And then let's move into now how you actually get your webinar out to the world. Joint ventures. Joint ventures are going to be the simplest way for you to get your webinar out to the world. Somebody already has your exact audience. Somebody already has them. The people, the core avatar that you've been seeking and seeking, somebody actually has that already. Who is that person? What is that association? Who is that organization, etc.? And then what do you need to do to motivate person in control of that audience to then agree to host you to all of their people for your webinar where you're selling, Sarah, your book writing course, where, uh, Mary, you're selling some of your, your, your um, systems that you do, Robert, where you're selling your sales processes to them, Philippe, where you're selling your um, interior, interior design, your design work to them, et cetera, et cetera. What do you need to do to motivate them to do it? It's not always money. In fact, often with these joint venture partners, I'll say, well, you know, how about you do something where you promote me to your audience? So we've done a number of those. We've got uh, three of them that we do regularly once a year. And I just had another guy approach me yesterday, American, um, who's got a really large base who wants to do a JV. I'm going to say no to him because um, I, uh, I don't actually like his stuff so much. So I'm not going to expose him to our audience. But once you get up and about, you get different people approaching you. But just think about it. Who already has your audience? Does, you know, if you're after accountants, is there an accountancy association? Is, are they all members of a certain golf club? Um, you know, those type of things. Once you can start to run webinars into places that already have that audience, that's where you're really going to start to make more money out of webinars. And I don't think it's important how many are on the webinar. If you've got a $25 product, and you're selling it to 10 people, that's probably not a good use of your time. If you've got a $25 product and selling it to 1,000 people, that's probably a good use of your time. And then the other thing is to make sure that you can make those uh, webinars evergreen as well. All of our training webinars like this one are all evergreen available to you. As I said at the start, it's cool. You can go back through the YouTube site where we do load them all to later on. Uh, Nicola puts the links in. Um, our various sites so that you can go back and look at this one and other ones time and time again as you see them. But then the other thing with JVs is you have to have feedback loops. So feedback loops mean once the webinar has been run, how you actually go back to them and you say, well, this was the statistics. It's, it's fascinating to give people statistics. You know, I have one friend, he's American. Um, we do JVs with him. And the first one he said to me, well, Mike, you know, basically our audience will come in, we'll have probably 3,000 people, um, you know, joining you on, on your webinar. So I was able to go back to him and said, dude, we had 500 people. Um, you know, they weren't really in the target market. 25% uh, of them joined up to 15 minutes late. So they didn't get the frame control at the start. And 65% of them stayed till the end. And it seems that statistically it was this group of people. And by the way, here's our sales, here's our views on our sales page, here's our conversion rate, you know, and actually with him, I remember the product converged, um, converted well, but there wasn't a lot of views on the sales page out of those people. So I was able to go back to him and said, your audience isn't right for us. We need a different audience. So then we're able to then target market his audience and give a certain sector. And since then, we've got stronger results from that. So going and doing those feedback loops with people is also really important. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Technically, I'm going to stop the share now and let's jump into questions. I'll go and have a look at the chat, see if there's anything I've missed there. Um, yes, and Garth, you're quite right. No, uh, no decimal places after the price, unless you're doing $24.95, then it's probably worthwhile doing it. And just to give you an example of how powerful webinars are, um, on average, we run a certain number of webinars a year. I, they run 24-7, so at one stage, I think Nicola might know better than us. We've probably got about six up that run. On average, we average 24 US dollars a view of our webinar. 
So every view we get on our webinar makes us around about 24 USD. So, you know, if you get a thousand views, that's 24,000 USD that just sort of ticks away. We run them in campaigns. We run them in blocks as well. Um, so we include those webinars. We include our summits that we do. So we do two summits a year where we have different guests on, um, but we don't include those, these webinars because we don't sell anything. Hi, Melanie, hi, how long is the ideal time frame for a webinar? Uh, 45 minutes. Now, there's another side to that in that some of the American stuff that you're seeing is webinars up to three hours long. And what they work on is they work on the fact that people drop off, drop off, drop off. And if you're there for, you know, by hour two, two you're going to stay to hour three and then you're probably going to buy. So that is um, actually not a bad point, but I just can't be bothered doing it for that long. So 45 minutes works really well. Any less and you don't get enough chance to, to tell the story. Um, Philippe says, I've been to super long webinars, like three hours to many days. Is that still relevant? I think it's very, I think it's very location specific, Philippe. So I think, um, you know, definitely in the Midwest of America where people are living in snow in the middle of winter and they're, they're locked down and there's not a lot going on in their town, they'll definitely watch those. But I think in a vibrant city like Singapore or Sydney or Melbourne, you know, people don't have that, that time necessarily to do that. So I think it's a rare being that will stick around that long. Um, how many slides versus talking? Uh, I think uh, if I'm doing a 45 uh, minute webinar, I normally have about 40 to 50 slides, Sarah. Um, but some of them I just flick through. Some of them are, are visual. Some of them there to tell the tell the story. So that's not like I explain every slide, but a lot of slides are visual. So, um, you know, they don't necessarily have a lot of words on them or, or something like that. They're from trigger points for me to tell a certain story or something like that and give people visual context. But I, I also like coming off and on webinars here and you'll get, you'll get, you know, professional webinar hosts that say, don't break the flow. But I find it really good to break the flow and gets people more, um, interactive. John, thanks for this live compared to pre-recorded. Both work, John. Um, so the best ones that work actually, in my view, are live, but then you record that live. Now, there's some tricky software out there if you're using something like Webinar Jam. Webinar Jam also records all of your comments. So therefore, when they're watching, if somebody happens to be watching a replay, the comments are coming up just like your comment just came up then, timed at a certain part. So people think it's live. Now they're not gonna get a response to their comment um, unless you have somebody literally, um, you know, an auto bot or something replying back saying, uh, Mike will get to more things if he can or something like that. I find that to be pretty tricky. We've used it in 2016, 2017. We don't use it anymore. But we do have a lot of pre-recorded webinars out there now, but. Most of them have been live webinars that are now pre-recorded. And so, and I literally say, when I do that, I literally say, listen, some of you are watching this live and others of you are actually watching the, uh, the recorded version. Sorry if you're on the recorded version, you can't interact, but if you want to ask a question, send a question too. So I let them know, you know, generally be very, the more upfront you are with people, the better. Okay, other questions, anybody else? Now feel free to un unmute your microphone if you want to ask a question as well. Like I, I have a question. It's Sarah. Sarah. <clears throat> I'm assuming that when you present the concept of a webinar, you are, um, it's a topic-based thing. It's saying to somebody, here's the books that are getting published in 2023, or these are the 20 mistakes writers make, and that the, the sales comes as an evolution of your expertise. And how do you play that out to draw people in um, yeah, and then make a sale at the end? I think that's what I find challenging. Okay, great, great question, by the way. So yes, absolutely, they're topic based. Um, and so what you would do is uh, go and use a go and use a tool called headline analyzer, just Google headline analyzer. And, um, and it's a really good thing for getting your copyright. So for instance, um, we use it all the time, we don't send too many emails out these days. But when we do send emails out, I use it, uh, headline analyzer. And so, you know, once we get a rating of 70 and above, which is hard to get on that, we're pretty comfortable with our headline, but um, 
the best headline of 2017 was this. I don't suggest you run your webinar on this, but how to get your wife to want to have sex with you again. So if you look at that, you can see that that webinar might attract a whole lot of people to it, okay? Because it's got that novelty, it's got that um, sassiness, it's got that sort of title to it. Um, we ran a webinar many years ago that was really well patroned. And the brand of the webinar is uh, uh, how to flip a finger at the Joneses next door, which was, um, which was really about the whole concept of keeping up with the Joneses. So, um, so, you know, and basically our, our marketing that went out had, had a picture of somebody doing that. So it was really obvious from the marketing. So people, you know, again, it's really topical. It's aggressive. It's all of that sort of stuff. It's cutting edge, blah, blah, blah. But that's the, the getting people there. Then simply follow the process that I just told you on the webinar. So for you, you're in the, in the, the book course business. So um, guys, on this webinar, I'm going to be telling you about the five mistakes that new writers who are trying to write their first book um, normally create and why that book doesn't get published and why it ends up just sitting on a shelf in their own uh, room as a manuscript. Now, what I'm going to do today, apart from those five things, I'm going to give you three case studies. So I'm going to show you exactly three people who have actually got through this to the end, got their books published and actually have got very, very good responses to those books, one even becoming an international bestseller. And then for those of you that want to take this deeper, I've also got an offer for you that I'm going to share a little bit later on, but let me tell you a little bit about it now. There's people on this call today that are absolutely ready to get their book out. They've been playing with this for years. And today is their day where they said, I've come to this webinar for a reason. I'm ready to make a start. Well, if that's you, then I've got something that you're really going to love because I've got a, a once in a lifetime opportunity that we're simply not going to repeat that I'm going to talk about later on, where I'm going to work with you online and also in an offline basis, wherever you are around the world. So we're going to be one-to-one -one on Zoom on that. And I'm actually going to take you through the process, which is going to get your book published. So if you're excited about that, let's leave that till later. Let's now jump in. There's your frame. Okay. Once you've done that frame, everything is up front. Everything is really um, very honest and transparent is the word. And you're going to have people, and if you listen to the psychology that I put in that, you've got to think about that. I'm used to doing it. I said, for some of you, so I'm not saying it's for all of you, for some of you on this call, you've been playing with this idea for years, and you're on this call because you are ready to take action. You want to know how to do this, and you're in the right place today, right? So it's that sort of talk that makes people go sit there and go, I'm in the right place today. And, um, and those people will take action. So that's why... Having those little notes on the bottom of the, the screen using your presenter notes can be really, really useful for doing that if you can't remember how to do that or, or are not used to doing those sort of pictures. Okay, other questions? Great, well, I'll take that to be the end of our questions for today. Um, I'm just gonna put the... Uh, just going to put the uh, the slide deck out back up for a second here, just simply because you may wish to, um, those of you that said, oh, I should have taken a photo of that, um, the growth by design technique, so I can look at this a little bit more in depth now. I want you to be able to do that and, uh, and just grab it if you haven't got it. So we'll put that up for those of you that want to take this. Um, if you are a Circle of Excellence member, you can access this at, at any time. Um, so three, two, one, it's gone. Melanie, I see your hand up. So I'll get to your question just after this. Three, two, one, and it is gone. Okay. So Melanie, your question. Just don't forget. Good question, Mike. You, you mentioned something about you don't use the, the email very much anymore. So, I mean, I hear you in terms of putting out using a JV is like a really good way, but what other ways would there be to get your webinars out if you're not sending um, emails out? We actually, we do a lot of targeted stuff these days. So we're much more likely to use LinkedIn than we'll use, um, than we'll, we'll blast out an email. So instead of doing what typically is the American way is to send 13 emails for one webinar, we might send two emails to our list, tap into LinkedIn and do some joint venture partnerships. And we may even re-record a couple of slides in the webinar. Now you can record depending on whether you, you know, what programs you're using, you can record slides, slide by slide. So that makes it useful 
in sort of recording introduction slides by saying, this could be my introduction slide. So imagine if this is it and I say to you, um, hi everybody out there today and a special thanks to Melanie Rothman for hosting this webinar today to her tribe. Uh, really great to see you guys. Let's jump into the presentation. Then that slide's recorded. And then my next one is, hi everybody, great to be on the, the call today. Thanks so much for being uh, part of Sarah Bullen's tribe and I'm really looking forward, but the, all the rest of the webinar is the same. So by patching those together, you could essentially do that. So you just change the front end of it. And other ways, one other way that's worked really, really well for us is um, I literally pre-record the webinar. So, um, and I'll say to you, the introduction will be, thanks everybody for being on our web today. Now, I want to make sure that you do know that I'm on here live, okay? I am definitely on here live. Um, this is me in the flesh, but guess what? You're not watching me live. I'm actually sitting here ready in the chat box to answer all of your questions as we go through and interact with you. So I'm gonna facilitate this video of me um, that you're watching now, taking you through this process. Then I'll do the frame. That'll be part of the frame, but then I'll do the frame. And then I'll go, hi everyone, Mike here. You can answer, ask me any questions as you want to do in the chat. That actually works really well because then you're creating interaction with people. They're happy to watch your video but you're getting that interaction going as well. So, you know, I might get to one part in that there and I might go um, private message, John. So I'll look at the photos on the, the thing and I'll see, well, again, Nicola hasn't got a, her, her photo on. So I might go to her and go, Nicola, um, by the way, um, you know, do you think uh, this is, is right for your business or not? I'll ask her a personal question, see if she responds. So I'll go, okay, she's not engaged Mary with the curtains in the background there. So I say, hi, Mary, how's the weather in Dublin today? Um, do you think blah, blah, blah? So I'll ask her that question. So this is a really good way to actually create interaction as well. And uh, sometimes Landy and I do that together where we're doing a joint webinar. So if you're doing it with another person, um, the other person can interact on the chat, which also makes it really interesting and engaging for people. Time for one last question. Just feel free to unmute. Otherwise, I want to thank you all for being on the call today. Lovely to see everybody happy and smiling around the world. We'll see you next week at the same time, same place, same channel. Thanks, everybody, and bye-bye for today. Thanks, Mike.